0: Welcome everybody to this episode of Be Like a Tree. Today we have with us Lisa Murdoch. She is a creator, an artist, a song therapist, and a self-defined rich of the words. To begin with, Lisa, could you just tell us a bit more about you and your work?
1: Yeah, so I am a singer-songwriter, but I also do sound healing and guided meditations um, and all my music is sort of based on connecting with nature and sort of trying to educate people and also myself on like the language of nature and also embracing different sides of my heritage because I am mixed race. Um, Yes I just sort of mould it all into one.
0: Yeah I can really see that um, and I guess that is one of the reasons why I really wanted to have this conversation with you and why I was drawn to your your music so just for the listeners I in order to entice Lisa on this conversation with me um one of the reasons was because I was in a yoga class and the yoga teacher was playing Lisa's music and I was like oh who's this person what what, what is this and um, um I don't even know what song it was to be honest but it really Uh, touched me in terms of the connection to the environment but also like the wider universe
1: Mm. oh that sounds so powerful and it honestly it mind blows me every day that people even use my music in like rituals and practices like it just it doesn't feel real like when I hear about it it's like what people are actually like doing yoga to my music like wow
0: I guess it's kind of like this podcast where like in general what I'm finding is we don't talk about these topics enough and then it's like when we do you know when I saw your Instagram and I had your music I was like oh my gosh it's another person who really gets this this part of me that maybe others might not
1: yeah definitely I just feel like um Like, the message in my music, like, the one, people who resonate with it, like, it really does resonate and they really understand it on a deeper level. Um, And that's, like, I don't know, it's just so powerful. And, like, some of the feedback I've had of people, like, going out into the woods, like, whilst listening to, like, the EP, it's just insane. Because, like, even recording, in the process of recording my EP, Mycelium, me and my producer, shout out to OB, we uh, actually went to the woods to record real, sound effects of like the crows and like the rustles of the leaves and stuff so it's all everything you hear in that project is all real and it's you know it's the place I really
0: went to like to do my deep healing. Wow that is so powerful to really kind of learn about it it makes me love the music like even more and that was actually one of my questions in terms of your creative process so you literally walk into the world's and record and get inspiration?
1: Yeah, so I feel like it started in 2020, was a crazy year, I think for everyone. Um, So I was in a relationship, had a breakup, and then that was sort of after that is where my spiritual sort of journey really, really began. Um, And I was actually suffering from really bad anxiety at the time, like I was having panic attacks, um, I literally couldn't leave my front door because I was scared to go out because of the panic attacks. Um, but then, when I did eventually go out, um, like it was really strange. Like the first place I went to when I went out was the woods, and I just didn't see anything. Something just happened, and I just didn't see anything the same anymore. Like I just looked at a tree, and I was like, that tree there, like, can communicate with the tree miles away there's like literally like an underground network beneath us Um, and trees are all like so much is happening right now they know that we're here like it's they communicate with each other through the mycelium networks it's just mind-blowing and I don't know when I started like really learning about that language of nature and realized like example you see like a dead tree in the woods and it has stuff growing out of it I felt like that was sort of a representation of where my mind was at like and where I was at in in, at that point in my life like I felt like I was like it was like rebirth because like you know the mushrooms are growing out of it and they represent the rebirth and just because it's the end of one life or one era you know you rebirth yourself and that's sort of like what I was sort of doing at the time so I don't know I feel like it all just the woods just made so much sense for me at that time it just felt like it was really communicating with me and
0: and it, what feels really important in, in your story is when you say, like, you, you kind of hit rock bottom, you're searching for a way out, and it was almost like, through that, you found that awakening, through the symbols, through the messages, but from that ancient wisdom, you know, something yeah. that already of one, but I think sometimes when we're so busy and we're in life, we were not able to see it,
1: but it was mm-hmm. something in
0: your vulnerability, that might have helped you to be able to connect
1: in a different way yeah definitely and I think as well you know I've I've told um people this story and you know I've told them like come and feel the energy of this tree and people will like you know look at it through judgmental eyes and think oh no that's hippyish, that's not real like you're, you're a bit like loony or whatever but I don't know when you really you like let go of judgment and like let go of you know the ego self because we we want to judge it and we want to think oh no that's not real when you let go of all that and you just you just tap in because everything's energy and vibration like you can just feel it like it's just it's something it's so hard to explain it and just feel it and I think that's one thing you can feel in my music well I definitely come and I create it it's more of a feeling than anything you know I could talk about it for days but it's yeah, so just go out there and, you know, experience it and, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I do. And it's about the beyond words. So the energy, the vibration, but it's kind of unspoken, but through the vibrations and now through your songs like a part of it kind of gets captured. Could you go back for a moment? Because I thought that was really helpful when you described about the energy exchange. And what do you notice when you happen to that?
1: obviously with me I've had really bad anxiety so it, a lot of it for me was to calm and ground and um, I'd feel a lot more connected like with myself because I dissociate a lot because I'm constantly in the fight or flight mode or I was my brain just dissociates from the environment so being in the woods and just taking my shoes and socks off and just touching the earth it just really grounds me and I'm just like wow like I'm connected to this tree me and this tree we might look different from the eye but we are literally the same and like I am nature as well like I'm part of this woods I'm here (laughs) a deep sense of connection um, and oneness and yeah I think as well like when I'm in the woods like I will just sit there and there'll just be messages what I just like receive and I'll either write them down or just keep them in my brain or they'll be in my music because that's where everything's inspired from and um,
0: so yeah it is really a magical experience. I like that word magical and yeah. it's really embodied you said you know you take issues on feeling ground, centered, calm, connectedness so you didn't use this word but I'll use it a feeling of wholeness when you describe it of oneness. Yeah,
1: yeah that is the word. <laughs>
0: okay and then you you said that you then you write it down and you kind of channel it
1: yeah so I either write it down like in like I've got like a little diary I'll take it to the woods um or sometimes I actually started writing poetry when I was like six so I'd sometimes just write poetry inspired by like the nature and stuff and yeah it really just takes me to another place of just healing and understanding like you know because it's my subconscious brain I think what sort of speaking it helps me understand that better and then I can work more on myself and it's amazing like
0: <laughs> I hear it when you're, when you're driving really. it sounds like a different sort of listening so take us back take us back because I find it really curious when you said you were writing poetry when you were Quite, quite a young age and I guess thinking about how the link to nature seems to have come later or was it always part of your life in a different way?
1: Um, well to be honest I have had quite a lot of suffering with anxiety from a young age so the music and the nature it's always been there but I didn't I mean I, I understood it but it was in like a different sort of way it wasn't through like you know learning stuff and like reading stuff it was just sort of through feeling everything was just through feeling it as like a child sort of does like intuitively and then I think at the age of six like my mum she was like persuading me like she took me to like poetry classes and stuff so that obviously influenced me from a young age Um, and that gave me somewhere I could just like express myself because I remember actually in school like I'd be writing because I was so bad at maths I'd be writing like poetry in like my maths exams and all sorts so like I just needed a place I could just, like, set myself free. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember. <laughs> this is what I mean. I always go off track. I can't remember the question.
0: Before. We were just talking about expression. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was so focused on listening to you just, even I lost track. But I guess that's a good sign. But it, it's yeah. something about, like, at a young age, you were doing the poetry, you were writing, it was intuitive. And I, yeah. I guess we was thinking about, the nature side of it and whether or not it was part of your early life or was it something that just after?
1: To, to be know. honest, it was, you know, as kids, you know, you go outside and you play and it was all just play. And I'd always go outside and make imaginary friends up with like trees and stuff. But it was it was a different sort of relationship. It was playful and I mean my relationship now is still playful. Like I will go to the woods and skip around and play like a kid. But back then it was, you know, it's all just like Very imaginary and in your own sort of world, but I am half Indian and I'm half Irish. So my mum actually she was a Sikh when she was growing up, and then she actually converted to Christianity. So growing up, I actually spent a lot of time in the church, and I actually sang in a cathedral choir. Crazy! (laughs) I think that did teach me a few things as well with the music, but I sort of just went away from religion because it just didn't resonate. I think I sin so many of my family members you know some are Muslim some are Hindu some are Sikh, some are Christian like I've seen so many beliefs and I was like okay there must be truth in every single one of these beliefs because you're all sort of reaching that same energy and I always thought to myself like how can I feel that way with God or with the divine and it it was through nature
0: I found that so it's the spiritual part of it as well that seems to really speak to you yeah I guess the thing that Said earlier, I wanna uh, highlight is like sometimes I wonder about kids when we're little, our our intuitive knowledge and our playfulness and our ability just to be free, and then it kind of gets conditioned out of us. But it, it sounds like you're saying that that was there and then you know, not noticed and then reawakened.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think a big part of it for me was like letting go of um Sort of like what people expect you to become and letting go of the things you've been taught of what's truth and what is true. Um, Because my parents' beliefs, they're not my beliefs. I respect them, you know, a lot. I respect that they've got their path, but that's not my path. And it's okay that we're all different and unique. And I think being mixed race, that is a big thing because you do see two parents come from different cultures and backgrounds, come together. And then for the child, it's like, okay, <laughs> well, there's two, like, different
0: paths here, so it's, I'll make my own. <laughs> How does it feel, you know, to be in conflict? Or, it's not even that you describe describing being in conflict, but you're in the middle, almost, at a crossroads, crossroads.
1: Yeah, it's definitely quite strange. I mean, it's been weird growing up because, you know, like, I had a lot of identity issues because people would tell me, you don't look Indian, you don't seem Irish you don't seem this and I was always like well I am (laughs) and I am aware as like as well of like you know my privileges compared to certain family members who do have darker skin and darker features like I totally understand them but it's sometimes can be really hard being mixed race when people from both ends sort of like not intentionally but sort of make you feel like you don't sort of belong on either side so you're just sort of like in the middle. So it is you do definitely um, find yourself making your own path and way,
0: trying to find your own way, or way, or your way of being and I guess belonging. You know, finding yeah. belonging and definitely higher purpose and in, in nature and finding your place through your, your your songwriting, your sound healing, and all of those things.
1: Yeah, and in fact trees have been a big influence in me like finding my identity because I remember actually there was a time in 2020 where I was lost and panicking and I didn't really know what I was doing on the planet or my purpose but I remember I was sat there and I was sat by a tree meditating And I've actually got the photo on my Instagram of the exact tree, and it's just so magical. And this tree, its roots were all exposed. And I looked at it, and I was like, look at all these roots. There's just so many different roots to this one tree. And I was like, okay, well, same here. (laughs) Like, There's so many (laughs) different roots, and it makes up me. And it's the same with everyone, because we're all made up of all different things, and you know, we all have different genetics and stuff, but um, yeah, it made me understand myself
0: a lot better looking at that tree. I really get it, and my psychology business is called Taproot Psychology, and that's why, right, tapping into your roots and all the different parts of you, and once you do, you have an internal awareness and an internal alignment that then allows you to to grow and spread and become who you're supposed to be, and it feels like really special that you've been able to have a embodied experience of that Mm,
1: definitely like it is very powerful and it's just it's nature so it's you know we're no separate to nature do I mean like we are nature so it's it's all the messages they've always been there the ancient wisdom has always been there but they don't want us to tap into it they don't want us to find our power and know who we are in this world because you know they make money off our insecurities but um, it's just life changing when you when you can tap into that language and you you can look at a tree as a living being and you can see the forest as this massive network and you can look at a mushroom and think wow this does so much for the earth like they literally they're like the earth cleaners like they literally just recycle things like it's insane it's it's crazy and it's so magical and. Once I learned all of that, I was like, wow, <laughs>
0: and like, is that why you named your album Fungi?
1: Yeah, it, it is like because at that time, a lot of people asked me, like, Is it because you've done mushrooms or any of that? and I was like, No, I've never actually done them before. But it's I called it Fungi because fungi represents rebirth, and that's what I was going through at that time, so it's a rebirth thing,
0: yeah. <laughs> and finding your identity your roots and it's something that I think is helpful with what you're describing in terms of the self-defining of who you are and who you want to be and kind of embracing the parts of you and then creating something new from it.
1: Yeah definitely and there's been a lot of um, like challenges with it sort of you know sometimes I feel like I want to embrace you know, the Indian side so I use like a lot of mantra and stuff because that's something what's really helped me and I remember actually like as a child like I'd see my grandma just sat in her living room but I think it was actually more of a prayer room to be honest because that's where she used to go to pray and she'd have like beads and stuff and she'd be like man, like doing her mantras and it just sat with me like seeing her do that I was like wow like that is amazing like just repeating the same thing and like that's I do that every morning now like that's part of my like ritual just repeating different affirmations and they just they get stuck in my brain then I start living that mantra it becomes my truth but what was I gonna say oh yeah I was gonna say as well and then I also embrace my Irish side um I actually do an ancestry DNA thing Um, recently and I'm actually zero percent English which I'm so shocked about I was like (laughs) Um, and a lot of my ancestors are pagan so I was like yeah this makes sense
0: this makes so much sense there's there's lots of stuff about epigenetics and how our genes are passed down and how like in that you you kind of Uh, transmit your generational like cues and experiences and I guess you're a really good example potentially of that of the magic of being drawn to the paganism spiritual side of your family that you didn't even know about
1: yeah like it just it's crazy like now our minds mind not <laughs> like, nah, mind even thinking about it <laughs> and it's weird because all of these messages and these beliefs and all the spirituality came to me like I didn't go searching for it it just happened and then when I started you know doing the research after it then it all made sense it's like literally you know in your blood and it's like when I found out that my ancestors were like pagans and stuff like that I was just like okay, okay like it literally just makes sense and then like learning about the beliefs in Ireland before religion came about. It's literally just the stuff I've been practicing myself, like myself. So it's like, it's like paganism. So it's, they connect with like the nature and the tree spirits. And I remember actually going to the woods like last year. And this was before I knew this. And like, I was looking at the mushrooms and stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm going to like leave a little offering of some honey just for like the fairies. I know this might sound a bit out there. But um, then later on, I was doing some research about, you know, like the folklore and stuff and how, like, a lot of folklore in Ireland is to do with, like, fairies and the fae spirit and stuff. And, yeah, I was
0: like, okay, wow. <laughs> it's like, it's towards something that you felt intuitively to do. And yeah. I think there's something about your openness in this. So it's like you were open to receive the message and to, to be able to... Uh, To feel it and have that felt sense of connecting with something wider than you. And then it changes the way you think, the way you feel, the way you behave
1: in day. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Just um, go with the intuition and, like, when I'm in the woods, just be open to any messages. Like, it's so important to me to do that. And even seeing, like, animals. And I remember on my birthday, I can't, what did I see? I seen a. I think it was like a dead, I think it was a dead fox I seen on my birthday. And then I seen a crow and then a rabbit. And then on that day, I was having like a bit of anxiety and stuff. And then, but the messages behind the animals, what I saw, like resonated with what I needed to hear. So I think the dead fox, it was like rebirth and breaking out of old habits and um, letting go of the old habits. And obviously, then you can grow. And it just, I don't know. In that moment, it was just, it really resonated, and I was like, whoa, like, this is so real. What's your
0: initial response when you see it? Like, when I see the animal? Yeah, like you see the animal, because it's like, I can't, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to, it, it being your body in that moment, and be like, oh, I, I see this dead animal.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it freaked me out at first. I was like, (laughs) "Ooh, like, because I nearly like it was on my path." You know what I mean? It was literally on my path. So, like, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, I nearly like stepped on a dead animal. And then, after that initial thought of panic and worry, and you know, all the things we're programmed to think about death, I thought, "Okay, well, this is literally nature. This is a part of life. This is going to happen to me. This is going to happen to everyone. It's the one thing we all have in common, and it's it's a very touchy subject, death." I always see death as rebirth because when I go into the woods, even that fox, it had stuff growing out of it. It had like, I don't know what, you know, some sort of fungus or something. Fungi was coming out of it and I don't know. But it just, it just proves that that death isn't the end. It's the start. It's the rebirth. We're, we go into a different form and whatever you believe, you know, it's not the end. Like, well, I mean, I believe that.
0: But, um, yeah, just from what you see in nature. <clears throat> I guess it also shows something about perception, right, and what you choose to, to see and focus for, right? Like you acknowledge the death, you acknowledge the, lo- the loss, but then you're not close to see what could happen next.
1: Definitely, and a lot of my life as well, like I've been very scared of death, and I think a lot of people are. I think it's just, you know, it's the uncertainty as well, like you sit with, like, of not knowing for certain what's going to happen, but... I think definitely going into nature and seeing death as a part of nature and seeing it's all around the woods. You know, wherever you look, there's there's death
0: there. But that doesn't mean it's the end.
1: It's the start of a new
0: form. And one of the things you've said a couple of times today is like, I have anxiety. I, I have this, this fear, you know, anxiety is fear. But one of the things that I'm paying attention to is you saying that, you know, I have this anxiety, but I'm doing all these things anyway, Kelly. And I was just wondering if you were aware of that part of yourself, that, you, that part that is like still, tr- still putting yourself in these quite scary, vulnerable situations and still living.
1: I think a big thing for me with my like journey with anxiety because I've dealt with them emotions from, you know, I had a panic attack when I was six years old. And then ever since then, I kept getting more and more and more. And then it come in like waves, come and go in waves. Um, and a big part of it was health anxiety. So it actually was obsessive at body symptoms. and I'd always be worried, like, I've, even though I've got no like actual physical problem, I'd always worry that the anxiety symptoms were. I think a big thing for me, especially recently as well, because I still deal with it, is to not try to not associate myself with the anxiety and just accept that it is like a feeling more than like it's not it's not who I am do you know what I mean like it's it's just something I've sort of programmed into my mind it's basically for me it's like a form of like bad habits put together and then it it feeds it and it's like sort of like a a circle like a, a vicious cycle but yeah I think throwing myself into like situations as well what what do scare me especially when I did have the Agrophobia. I always struggle to say that word agoraphobia like I, I just push myself to go outside It, it was the only way I could grow it, it was the only sort of choice I had was to expose myself to everything I am afraid of um and I still do it to this day like I still work on exposing myself to certain things I am scared of
0: so you I both be as, free as I can because <laughs> you said just because I spoke over you because you said because you want to be as free as you can and it's that accepting that part of you, that anxious part of you, and at the same time not letting it rule you or dictate things to you. Yeah. The idea and the symbol of growth is like really clear in your songs. I wrote it down. it. the Blue Locust song. It was like, okay. And you clearly describe this process of growth, decodalizing your brain. Uh, being able to connect with people in a different way yeah is there any advice you could give to listeners about that process of growth that they can kind of take with them
1: yeah so just remember that growth is so different for every single individual and I know that in this time and generation we're in of social media and technology it can be hard because you can look at someone else and think they're doing better than me in life and you start comparing yourselves and then it you know sort of takes you back and you end up like making yourself so like i don't know like down because you feel so behind in life but just remember that you are unique you are individual growth is different for everyone truth is different for everyone and just learn to let go of what you've been told is right and wrong by society and by maybe even your parents which is quite a hard one but I think it's just so important to do that to just then build your own identity and follow your own truth because you know like I said we're all individual and we all have our own different truth it's not a race do it in your own time work on being a better you every day and you know live with more intention that's something I'm trying to still do myself and no one's perfect healing as well as a constant journey no one reaches a end destination of like healing we're all just on this path just sort of clueless just you know finding
0: our ways (laughs) and trying to figure it out yeah add to that some lyrics from your song because that's how much of a fan I am and Uh, when you said that uh, you know trees have their own pace for growth and they grow slow and they're ancient and so yeah. I guess sometimes that can be like healing and we're changing it it can mm-hmm. feel slow, it can feel in comparison, um like we're not doing enough. But if we think of a tree and how how much it takes for them to, to gain their ancient wisdom and stature. Yeah. We might be able to cut ourselves a little bit of a break. really <laughs> and that's one of my lyrics, isn't it? See, I find
1: it sometimes hard to remember my lyrics because everything I do is freestyled. Like it's not even like written, it's all just like in the moment sort of thing. But time's different to the trees.
0: (laughs) That was one of the lyrics. Time's different to the trees. (laughs) Oh, do you want to sing it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll let, I'll let the listeners go to the
0: EP and listen
1: to it. <laughs>
0: okay, that was a hack, no, Kelly, but thanks for asking. <laughs> I respect that. Cool. So i have just noticed the time, and so I'll just ask you our final question. So I know you spend a lot of time in the forest and a lot of time with your tree friends. So just if you hold in your mind's eyes one of those tree giants. In their final kind of moment, let's take a second. What kind of advice or guidance would they leave to us today? Oh, that is a that is a big question. <laughs> stop destroying us! <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. That is the advice. That is what they'd say. They'd be screaming from their
0: lungs, like, stop <laughs> humans <laughs> stop. <laughs> And that in itself is enough in know, remember to stop destroying things, people, beings. We'll finish up here, but thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Be Like a Tree. Let us know how you felt about today. Subscribe, share, every little bit helps. And we'll see you next time. And remember, stay rooted, stand tall, breathe, be like a tree. You're free to be alone